Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. I am your host, Sonia Paz, and we are here. It is Fan Mail Friday, and it's episode 38. We're talking about jewelry displays and craft shows. So let's get this thing going. Welcome to the Rockstar Mentor Podcast, the podcast to inspire you and bring the kickstart you need to crush it in the art industry. So join Sonia each week to bring you the art of marketing your creative service or product. You've got questions, we've got answers. It's Fan Mail Friday, and we are here to answer questions to get your weekend started. Now, your creatively energetic host, Sonia Paz. Hey, everybody. Sonia Paz here with the Rockstar Mentor Podcast. And I want to welcome you to our Fan Mail Friday episode, and it is episode 38 today. And for those of you who have just tuned in or are new to this podcast, I just want to tell you a little bit about myself. My name is Sonia Paz. I'm a professional artist. I have owned my own galleries. I have built my own product line of everything from ceramics to textiles to keychains to mugs to watches, jewelry, and the list goes on. After so many years of being in this crazy but wonderful art business, I decided that it was time that I get away from the retail gallery and I was back to studio by appointment. And then I realized that teaching and mentoring was a calling for me to help folks like yourself to not only get your art out there, but to feel confident, to raise the bar, to make sure that you are the best that you can be in selling your own artwork and your own product. So we have a main episode every Tuesday, and then we have Fan Mail Fridays, which, of course, are landing here today on Friday. And Fan Mail Friday is designed to help you on the last day of the week, before the weekend, if you are having an exhibit or a show or you're going to a gallery exhibit or opening, then this could the advice and the questions that are asked by listeners and by folks just like yourself that have valuable questions and an interest to know more about not only how to market your art, but how to be confident in speaking with customers and displaying your art and how your booth should be set up and a whole variety of different topics. And these I am providing to you all for free at no charge. This is so that you can have something that you can look forward to twice a week and make sure that you are totally rocking it in your art business. So without any further ado, we're going to jump right into this question that has been asked by Paula, who lives in New Brunswick, New Jersey, and she is a new jewelry maker, and she has questions about how to set up her display. So she writes in, Hi, Sonia, I am a polymer clay jewelry artist, and I am starting to get ready for my holiday craft shows in my town. I am trying to figure out the best and most inexpensive way to display my jewelry at these booths and at these craft fairs. I see a lot of other jewelers with quite elaborate setups, and I don't want to look as though I'm the newbie on the block. What would you recommend for someone like myself starting out? So thank you, Paula, so much for writing in, and congratulations on taking this fantastic leap in getting your art out there and it is okay to be the newbie on the block. We have all been there. I have been there. I've been there on more <laughs> more than one occasion. So I want to just let you know that there are so many ways to accentuate your display 
for doing just about any type of show. In my personal and professional opinion, I would try to do as much DIY and something really, really unique in, by ways of displaying your jewelry that will not only make your table look appealing and approachable, but to accentuate and to flatter your jewelry as well. And of course, always wear a piece of your jewelry when trying, when attempting to sell it, because that will speak volumes. I cannot tell you how many times that I have sold pieces right off of my wrist or right off of my neck from people who had, have admired what I was wearing at a show. So I'm going to name off just a few little essentials that I would recommend for you. First off, I would tell you that if you have a six-foot table or if they're providing you with a table, and I'm assuming if it's a craft fair, it's probably a table setup versus an entire booth setup. So I'm going to hopefully rely on that little tidbit before um, answering this. But I just you know, want to let you know if you have a six- or eight-foot table that you have to outfit with your product, then make it a killer display. But if, you've, if you know you have eight feet or six feet of table, don't bring 45 feet worth of jewelry. <laughs> don't bring bin after bin and necklace and, and so many displays that it's such a hodgepodge. There is got to be a really good common visual balance to the table setup and to your whole display. The best thing to do is do a staged setup at your home on a similar format on if you have a six foot table there or if you have to even bring your table just make sure that you do a mock setup at your home or studio so you know exactly and plan accordingly in other words if you have earring sets that with a bracelet and a necklace group those together if you are bringing additional product in hopes that someone's going to say well I love this set but do you have it in blue or I love this set do you have it in earth tones or do you have this set with a certain gem or a clasp, or what have you. It's always just best to bring one backup of one or two things. You're going to be at this craft show. Let's say it's a one-day show. You might be there from eight to five. Maybe if it's a two-day show, then you have time to restock your your inventory. But the fact is, is that the more you bring, the more you got to haul, the more you got to take back. Of course, I would love to tell you all that you're going to sell out of everything and you go home with a bunch of empty bins. But I think enough of us who have been in this business long enough will know that unless you're <laughs> unless you're selling your your works for pennies, that is not going to be the case. And if it is, please write to me because I want to learn what your magic is. So the second thing I want to point out is always have a mirror on your table. People will buy more when they can see how the jewelry looks on them. The third thing is get some small nesting bins. Things, uh, small little bins that you can use that not only nest inside, but they will work and act as risers for your table once you've unpacked everything. The fourth thing is be sure that you have a couple of tablecloths or lovely table coverings or scarves. Scarves that you might be able to find at a discount store or remnants of fabric that you might locate at your local fabric store. Find these little remnants. They can make really great placement pieces or just help separate some of the color on your table so it's not just one big static black tablecloth or red or whatever. And you're going to select colors that will not compete, but they will accentuate your jewelry. The fifth thing is create 
high and low risers. As I had mentioned just before, is risers. Those are things that are going to give your table some depth. You don't want to have one flat table and have jewelry displays or, you know, the bottom of a shoebox sitting there so people can see it. And I know some people have taken shoeboxes and other decorative boxes and use those as risers. But if you create the risers right after you've put the first level of table covering on your table, put the risers on and then drape the second tablecloth or fabric over the risers, then you have a really smooth kind of a wave-like display. There'll be small peaks and valleys of, of your table display that is much easier for them to absorb and to be able to look at what you have to offer. So the sixth thing is if you have some pretty plates, maybe depending on what your jewelry is, maybe you're, you have steampunk jewelry, then you want to get something kind of rustic or some deep wood or some really cool metal plates. Or if you have more delicate jewelry, silversmithing work and that kind of thing, maybe get something a lot more refined. But if you can get a plate and you can fill it up with rice, believe it or not, rice makes a great display because it's organic. It doesn't, it doesn't give that foofy look. It keeps it really balanced. And of course, that is, of course, if your jewelry style is conducive to that or little black beans. And you can get these for a buck fifty at the grocery store. You get a little bag of black beans or rice. I wouldn't mix the two unless you're going to make dinner later, but we won't go there now. <laughs> and if you, but if you put a little platter with some rice on it and put little rings on it or little bracelets and things like that, then that also is a quick, easy display because you can just dump that into a Ziploc when you're packing up and be done with it. But it's also an easy setup and it's easy on the eyes as well. So the seventh thing is, I know that there are several jewelry supply companies online and I will note a couple of these links to some of the more popular ones that have really reasonable jewelry displays. And we're talking like the little, the little neck displays, we're talking about ring displays and bracelets and T-square or T-bar type displays that most people use. And those are great because that adds leverage and adds some height and some other dimension to your, to your display. However, if that's all you have, then you're going to look just like everybody else. So number eight, always make sure, in addition to your beautiful jewelry display, that you have, of course, business cards. If you have a little framed bio that you can put on your table. And we're not talking a big eight by 10. You can put it in a small little cute frame that matches your jewelry. You can just say, this is who I am and have another photo of yourself actually making your craft. That really helps connect yourself with your client and they can really start connecting the dots and realizing that this isn't something that was just, you know, buy and sell that you actually took the time to create it. And there is a story there and that's how your story starts. And this will really help connect your customers to your creative process. Now, your table should really reflect, again, I'm going to say this again, your table should really reflect the, the essence and your brand of what it is and who you are. If your logo is light pinks with lime green, then I'm not saying shower your booth with pinks and lime greens. You're going to want to accent those colors. So don't drown it. Trust me, I know. I have a huge color spectrum in my art, but my jewelry is a little different, but it's very bright and very bold. So I keep my, I keep my table coverings on a minimum. I use a lot of black in my display. I use black beans on lime green 
plates and all different kinds of things like that so that the work stands out, but it's not competing with all of the table coverings and everything I got. And I'll switch it up. I have a little bin, a stackable bin that I have different fabrics in. So depending on what mood I'm in or what I've decided to pack, it's not going to be a painful process to get my table started or to get my table set up. And you can change it out throughout the day. Give your table a little facelift a couple times during the day. And then that also helps with giving a return customer a little shift in, in what's going on. You know, it shows that you've moved merchandise and that your things are shifting and, and that you're selling things. And it also might open their eyes to something that they hadn't seen before. Well, there you have it, Patricia. I do hope that this is of value to you. I hope that I've answered your questions and that you are going to totally be spectacular with your booth. And I would love for you to send me photos because I would not only love to see your art and your jewelry, but I would love to see how you ended up incorporating some of these ideas into your display. So friends and listeners, I just want to let you know that all of the episodes here, all 37 or all 38 of them, concluding today, are available on rockstarmentor.com slash podcasts. You can see the podcast menu item also there. And please go on there and have a listen. And I am giving you many free resources and I'm providing all of these cool resources via this podcast. And I know that many of you had written, wrote to me and said that you're not ready to commit to doing a full-fledged coaching right now, but We do have a Patreon page that I will put here in the link down in the show notes. If you want to support the show, if you want to support any of the value that you've received from the podcast so far, then you can do that there. It's really quick and painless, and it helps me leverage and bring more valued information to you so that you can totally profit and be the rock star artist that you are. I want to also be sure that I give our sponsor the brush guys at thebrushguys.com. Dave and Jeff are amazing. They have amazing specials and amazing brushes. And I want to tell you that the brushes aren't necessarily only for artists or painters. I use their brushes for jewelry applications, for applying varnishes, to giving textures to different things. There are brushes for makeup artists and they have a variety of different things. So check them out and you will receive 5% off your order with the coupon code ROCKSTAR. So make sure you go there if you need brushes. They are quick, efficient, and they will get you hooked up. And of course, I've mentioned before, if you are on iTunes, it would really greatly benefit us if you could give me a five-star review if you like the podcast. And we are also on Stitcher Radio. So if you're on Android or if you're on other platforms, then you can certainly listen to the podcast on Stitcher Radio as well as Google, what do they call it, music? Google Music or Google Play Music. That is going to do it for today, everyone. I hope that you have a wonderful weekend. Patricia, many thanks for your valued question. I look forward to seeing what you've done with the uh, with your display and how you've incorporated your work and everything else. And I hope that you profit and sell lots at your shows this season. So that is a wrap for today, everyone. Thank you so much for checking it out. This is Sonia Paz. We are on episode 38. This is Fan Mail Friday. Write to me. Let me know what I can do to help you out. Check out the other podcasts that I have done over the past several months. And I hope that you all can rock it with your art business. 
And as a reminder that I'm not the rock star artist, you are the rock star. I'm just the mentor. I'm here to help you. I'm here to help you rock it in your art business and to give you the confidence and the boost with all of my years of experience and all of the all the all the trenches that I have been through in this crazy art industry. I have done it all and I can help you out. So with that said, we'll be back on Tuesday. I hope you all have a fantastic weekend and peace out, everyone. 